Six Figure Tradesman Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 4. I am Jamie Henry, creator of the Estimating Business in a Box. Question, are you being ethical in your outsource estimating business? By that I mean, are you being ethical with all your clients and how you treat them and how you perform the work? Because some of the things we do, even though not technically illegal, could be considered ethically, morally wrong. And uh, so we need to make sure that as we go through and we conduct our business with our clients, we are always being ethical with them because right now things are good, but all it would take is for a shift in this industry to uh, to enter that gray area where we're not being ethical and it could ruin the entire industry for all of us. So I want to discuss that. And so one of the number one things that I have seen, and not everybody, but I have seen this and I've seen this more than once, that, that a client comes along and they ask you to do a project. And so you've got an HVAC project for the school in California, okay? And you say, sure, I'll do the project for you, customer Y. Customer Z comes along and they say, I've got an HVAC project I want you to do. It's in California. Turns out it's the exact same school project as customer X has already brought to you and you agreed to do. So X and Y, both customers, same project, same area, same town, same everything. Now, there is no way you can ethically do that project for both of those clients. You, you can't do one takeoff on one project and then split it up among multiple contractors. Now, I know it seems like I shouldn't have to say this, but I do. I've seen it time and time again. The first client come along and he said, I just need a takeoff. I just, I just need all, all the materials counted and all the, you know, take off all the sheet metal, count the grills, the equipment. I'll do the rest. Give it back to me and I'll finish it. And then another guy came along and he said, I, I need you to do the takeoff, but I want you to do a complete bid. And that means I want you to do the takeoff, get all the quoted items, get the quotes, plug those in, put in my profit margin, put in my rentals, my permits, all the costs, figure the whole thing. And this guy said, okay, I can do that. His answer to me was, well, it's not the same because one guy is a takeoff. The other guy wants me to do the whole thing. Yeah, you know, I kind of get what you're saying there. And that's what we talk about. And th th this is the gray area. This is ethically, I couldn't do it. Ethically, you shouldn't do it because the takeoff is the same. So all of those raw materials that need to be accounted for are exactly the same for each client. Now, I know that if you do this accurately and precisely, some people say it shouldn't matter because you don't decide what materials go into this. You're just counting what's involved. So I get it. 300 people could count the materials properly and would come up with the same number as all, all of the other bidders probably should and will. You know, that, that's, not, that's not the point here. The point is, is you've already promised to do this for one client. You're, their, you're their, their ace in the hole, their secret weapon. And so you can't sell the secret sauce to two people. Okay, you just can't do that. Even though the other guy is going to have you do a full and it's just a total different project in the end, it's not. It's the same. Now, I can tell you if customer X comes to me and says, I need you to do the HVAC, but customer Y comes in and says, I need you to do the plumbing, you can bet your ass I'm going to do both of those because those are two different things. The plumbing is different from the HVAC, two different clients. Yes, it's the same school. It's in the same town, but they're two different facets of work. So I will not hesitate to do the plumbing for one guy and the HVAC for the other. But I will never do the HVAC for two guys or the plumbing for two guys. Just not going to happen. That's just not ethical. I hope you don't do that. And I hope you kind of see where I'm coming from because if you were the guy on the other side that was paying somebody as your secret weapon to do this, this entire takeoff for you, you wouldn't be very happy if you found out he had done it and sold it to five different people. So you wouldn't want it to happen to you. So don't do it. It's just not ethical. And then the next thing is to never charge a client more than they already agreed to pay. 
So the customer comes to you and he says, I need to do the takeoff on this school. And then tell me how much it's going to be. And you look it over and you say, okay, uh, like 5,000 bucks. I'll do it for five grand. But that's here and now. That's as the project stands. If addendums come out and a lot of the plan pages are, are changed because of the addendum, I'm going to have to have an added charge and I'll let you know what that'll be. Customer says, okay, that's fine. Go ahead and do it. Well, now let's assume 10 addendums have come out. And during the process of all these 10 addendums that have made all these changes to the school, it just so happens in eight of those addendums, they changed a lot of the blueprint pages for the mechanicals that we're working on. So we got to go back and we got to redo those pages because they've released new pages. They've taken stuff out. They've added new stuff. We got to redo them. A couple ways you can handle this, guys. You can just say, oh, hell, I'm going to go ahead and do it. He wants me to do the job. So he's already agreed to the five grand. He'll, he'll agree to whatever it takes to fix it. So I'll just go ahead and I'll make the changes and I'll charge you on the back end when I'm done. And I can tell you, <laughs> I have seen this more times than I would care to count. This is by far one of the most unethical things I think you can do. Because yeah, the guy agreed to pay you five grand and he knew that if there were changes, it would be more. But look, he doesn't know how much more until you send him the bill, unless you call him and tell him up front what it's going to be. So the ethical thing to do is to go through the addendums and figure out about how long you think this is going to take you to, to, to change it. And then call him up and say, look, man, I, I know this is what we agreed on. Here's the deal. I did the pages. I had them taken off. They released new plans and they've changed a lot. Now I got to do them again. And this is going to cost an extra, you know, 2,500 bucks, whatever it is. But tell them, say, this is what it's going to cost. And then you're going to ask them. We know the answer. Look, you're doing the job. We, we know that they're going to do this, but it doesn't matter. It's not ethical if we don't ask. So ask them, do you want me to proceed and go ahead and make the changes according to the addendum? Well, only an idiot would tell you no. That's not going to happen. They're going to say yes. They're going to agree to pay the extra charge because they don't really have a choice here. This happens all the time. But look, if you don't do it this way and you just do the takeoff and then you do the changes according to the addendum before you ever contact that customer and tell them there's extra money coming out of their pocket, I can guarantee you when you send the bill for collection, you're going to have a problem. I can guarantee it. I can guarantee you if you sent me that bill, you'd have a problem beyond your wildest dream because I agreed to pay you $5,000 as the plans were. I also agreed that I would pay you more if something come up and we had to change it. But the agreement was, I agreed to that if you would let me know what those changes are before you made them. Plain and simple. And so why do you want to create this own your own problem, your own headaches? Why do you want to compound an issue that's not even an issue when you can be ethical, call the customer, get it cleared up front? And I got to tell you this, and I'll tell you this all the time. Once you get a verbal okay from them, always recap it in an email. And it's called CYA, cover your ass. And it's not because they might say later, oh, I didn't say that because they want to screw you out of something. What I've had happen many times, not many, but several as a client honestly forgets, they totally forget because you bid so many projects for some clients, they don't remember all the details like you do because it's your job to remember the details on the takeoff, not theirs. Their job is to pay you and to run their company. Your job is to remember the projects you're bidding. So they don't remember what you remember. And so if you've got an email that you had sent them after they confirmed paying you that said, hey, look, Dave, thanks for taking my phone call. As per the phone call, this is the extra charge on this job on this date for this reason. I'm just confirming you agreed to that. If you don't agree, reply. Otherwise, I'm going to assume you accept the bill. Period. That's easy. And so if you can send that email to him six months or a year from now when the question comes up, I don't think I told you to do that, you've covered yourself. And he can't argue with that. 
that email is six months, three months, six months, eight months, 12 months old. Uh, and he sees that you're just a professional, man. He just sees that you you took the time to do things right. And if you'll do that when you work with him, he's going to feel really confident you're doing that on his projects. So that's what being ethical is all about. Don't charge the client more than they ever agreed to without some kind of previous written confirmation. Simple as that. And here's another big no-no that I've seen happen. Don't do this. This is just bad PR. Don't disclose who your clients are to anybody else, period. And let's say you work for some of the largest mechanical contractors in the nation, and you're so proud of all the work you get from all these big guys, and you just can't wait to tell the world how good you are. Don't tell them. Keep it to yourself. Nobody cares who you work for. Who you work for doesn't mean anything to anybody else. The only time that would matter is if you had another big fish that might want to hire you, and he says, I need some, some kind of background on you, and I'd like to have some references if you got them. And so then in that case, you might go to a big dog and say, look, I appreciate your business. I got another guy that wants me to do some work for him, but he's asking me for a reference. And I don't want to publicize to anybody that I work for you. I just want to know if I can let him contact you directly and you could give him a reference as to my work. And they're going to probably say, yeah, if you're any good and they, they like your work. And again, I can't tell you enough, cover this in an email. If the guy says, yeah, you can do that. Get off the phone, type the email. Hey, Dave. It's, it's Jay. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I really want you to uh, to, to help me out on this. And I, I know you said you didn't mind if I had XYZ call you for a reference and you said that's okay. I'm really looking forward to whatever good input you can give them. And if you need anything else from me, let me know. Signed, read, blah, blah, blah. That's it. Send the email. That way in the future, if something ever comes of it, they forgot they told you that they could use, you know, because maybe he said, yeah, you can use me anytime for any reference. So maybe this guy calls two days later and he gets the reference and all is good. But then let's say you don't use the guy for a reference for like three, six, eight, 12, 10, 18, 20 months. I don't know, three years from now. But all of a sudden somebody wants a reference and you've got this guy. He's your ace in the pocket. He's one of the biggest contractors out there. And he said you could use him anytime. So you do. You go ahead and you tell your new guy. Yeah, contact David over here, man. He'll tell you all about me. I've been working for him for years. He loves me. And so give him a call. He calls David up in two days. David calls you and he says, Jay, man, why did you give that guy my name and number? I don't remember you asking me to do that. And you rehash the conversation you had three years ago. Look, this guy's not trying to screw you over. He honestly forgot he's a busy man. So if you say, David, I'm sorry, man, I really do apologize. I do have a copy of the email from three years ago where you and I had this conversation. I would be, I would love to forward that to you, please, so I can refresh your memory on the conversation we had. Uh, well, so now David, you know, obviously says, I need to see the email. Please send that over to me. So all you did is you covered yourself, not because David's, you know, trying to be an ass or he's trying to get you in some way. He just forgot. And, you know, some people don't like to be used as a reference all the time because they're being bothered all the time. And so you just got to make sure you can remind them that they told you it was OK. That's why I always suggest anything you get verbally, rehash that in a, a reply in an email and reply back to him in an email and say, look, this is the conversation we had. This is how it went. And this is what you said. If any of this is not correct, please, please respond to this email immediately and let me know. The last thing I want you to always do to, to be ethical in this business is to always be honest with your clients. I've had guys work for me over the years. I had one guy one time. I mean, for the most part, he, he was really good. But we had a, a project and this project was for a fairly new client. I'd only done one or two. And for me to get this client, I actually had to go over to the, where they were 
And I had to spend a day with them in their office and I had to convince them to give me their business. And you'll do that in this. And in our career, face-to-face is the bomb. If I can get in front of somebody in their office, 99% of the time, I can guarantee you, I will get their work because I will be ethical, I will be honest, and I will be upfront with them about every question they ever ask. Whether the truth hurts or not, you got to give it to them. But anyway, I worked hard. I got the client. We've done a couple projects. About the third project, they uh, they sent me this job. We got it done. We sent it back. He calls me about, I don't know, a week or two later. He says, Jamie, we got a problem. I need to know if you guys counted these. There were some specialty valves on the hydronics. Did you guys account for these valves? Because it looks like I'm a few grand short on these. After going over it and going over it with the guy that took it off, I had come to find out that because the guy that I had hired didn't know what the symbols meant, he didn't count them. First of all, there's a there's a symbol, there's a legend with all the symbols in it. And in that legend, it tells you what the symbol means and what it is. If it's not in the blueprint, you need to contact the architect or the engineer and you need to say, hey, Mr. Engineer or Architect, you failed to provide me with a legend explaining what this symbol means. Because it was a really odd symbol. I give it that. It was unique. That's no excuse. I could care less. If you do your job properly, that's irrelevant. But because he didn't know what it was, he didn't count it. And we cost this client quite a bit of money. But because I told him the truth on the phone when he called back, I said, yes, I regret to inform you. We didn't count those. He missed those. He didn't know what they were, so he didn't count for them. And the guy told me point blank, we're done. You won't get any more of my business. But I appreciate you telling me the truth. And the reason why I was calling you, Jamie, is because we know there's problems with the plans. And the school had told us if we miss these valves, we can get extra money to cover them because nobody seemed to know what the symbol was or what it meant. So it turned out that the guy, he didn't lose his money. He still got his money. But I lost my customer because no matter what he got is irrelevant. What he didn't get is what matters. What he didn't get from us is what we promised. So it doesn't matter how bad the truth is, though, because by telling him the truth, he appreciated it. He let me know he really appreciated that because if I'd have lied to him, he wouldn't have charged more for the valves to get his money. So he would have missed out all the way around. But also he knows we're honest. And as long as we're honest, it's really hard to, even if you don't like the guy, it's hard to bash the guy for too much. Just because he's honest. So what are you, you going to say? I mean, yeah, he made a mistake. You can tell people he made a mistake, but you can't you can't talk about how, how much of an asshole he is because he made a mistake and then he lied to you about it and he led you on for several days. And in the end, you didn't get the money you could have got. That could have been a lot worse. So always tell them the truth. Just be honest with your clients. You owe it to them. Um, if you miscount something and they ask you about it, say yes. If you missed an addendum, you missed it. Yes. Don't tell them you saw it if you didn't see it. This is not rocket science. It's the truth. You either did or you didn't. Give them the true facts because nine times out of 10, they can work with the facts to make it right. But if you lie to them and they think you really did include or account for something that you didn't, you've heard them. Plain and simple. Even if they don't figure it out today, I can guarantee you in the long term, they're going to figure it out, man. And you're not going to have that client forever. So that's the ethical things that I want to talk about. Never do the same job for more than one client. Never charge a client more than they've agreed to pay. Never disclose your client list to anyone else in the world. And always be honest with your clients, even when you make those mistakes. Plain and simple. That's it. Cover those basics and you'll be in business for a long time. Don't do it. You won't last very long at all. I can promise you. So what I want you to do is I want you to either the scenarios I've given you here, the the topics I've covered, or something that I haven't. Maybe you're thinking of something I haven't mentioned that could be an ethical question. Right now, I want you to create 
your top three to five ethical responses to a foreseeable problem, ones that I've already given you or ones that you can think of on your own. And I want you to write down what is your what is your ethical path to that dilemma? So if five people ask me to do a job ethically, what am I obligated to do? Um, whatever you can think of. And you might think of something I haven't brought up. There's plenty of other, plenty of other ethical questions out there. So think of something that if this happens, it could be maybe seen a different way. Always think from two different sides. But I want you to figure out right now, I want you to figure out what those ethical solutions are going to be for you. I want you to figure out where do you stand? If you were a politician and you had to vote, which side of the line are you on? You know, you need to know where you stand before you get there. So that's it. This was how I want you to carry yourself and be ethical in this business so that we can all prosper for the long, long haul for years to come. And we can all make a lot of money doing it. I'm Jamie Henry creator of Estimating Business in a Box, your host, and I'll see you in episode five. In episode five, we are going to discuss three ways to market your estimating business. So if you're interested in how you can grow or market your new estimating business, come on back for episode five. We're going to cover three of my top ways that you can market yourself. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.